What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. I'm okay, Davis here with you. We're going to talk about the men's and women's NCAA championship game. We got some NBA talk, Major League Baseball. I got a little bit on the NFL, but not much. Not much. I'm going to start with the hottest topic that won't go away is the women's NCAA championship game between LSU and Iowa and all of the controversy surrounding Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese. Was the championship game competitive? Eh, Not really. You know, yeah, people talking about, oh, let's blame the refs. You know, they caused some early fouls, got Iowa, and specifically Caitlin Clark, in foul trouble. uh, That the officiating just wasn't good. And LSU was a better team. Kim Mulkey and and the Tigers, they they were uh, flying high above the Hawkeyes. They were running on all cylinders, if you will. But it bothers me that the game is coming down to race. And how you can't see what's right in front of your face. No matter what side you're on that you believe in. Come on, let's face it. You had no problem. Shout out to Deshaun Stevenson. I can't feel my face. No problem. With Caitlin Clark doing it. To her opponent, opponents, no problem with the trash talking, no problem with her staying in the paint and embarrassing a player from another team by waving them off when they were outside a three-point line like, I don't care about you. You can't shoot. You ain't going to do anything to me. I don't have a problem with the trash talking one bit. And Caitlin Clark has proved as of, I think it was yesterday. She can take it just as much as she can dish it. But in the public sphere, as you got all up in arms about Angel Reese and, oh man, she she didn't score as many points as Caitlin Clark. She's not as good as Caitlin Clark. She was trying to seek out Caitlin Clark and did the I can't feel my face to her face. And did it for a long time, blah, blah, blah. And it was classless. But you like the bravado of Caitlin Clark. I mean, come on, let's just face it. It's race. This was another discussion about, I don't even necessarily want to call it a discussion as much as a uh, overt in the fact that they happen during games, but covert in just trying to act like, oh, yeah, she's just classless compared to Caitlin Clark. No, we know it was all about race. You didn't like that a black player was doing it to a white player. So much so that we had the, I don't shoot, Uh, Vice President's wife, Jill Biden, talking about we should invite both teams to the White House. That was a mistake. Like, no, 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 don't do that. 
Don't do that. The championship team goes to the White House and that's it. And I, I understand that now Joe Biden is the first lady. Um, forgive me for saying that. Um, but I said it because I was thinking about how most recently Angel Reese was like, no, we good. We're going to go to the Obamas. I mean, just by First Lady Jill Biden making that comment and continuing to show that it is in some ways a race thing. Oh, don't give me that. Oh, I just wanted both teams to be there. No. Everyone there was rooting for Iowa to win. You wanted Caitlin Clark to win it and she be the one to go to the White House. It would have been a great story. And it wasn't meant to be. Now, I do hope that Angel Reese comes to her senses and says, you know what? Now I'll go to White House because you don't get that opportunity often. And you need to take advantage of it. You need to enjoy it. Relish it. Take it all in when you had that chance to go sit in the White House. Shake the hand of the president, Joe Biden, and the vice president, Kamala Harris. Like just for that alone, I will go to White House, Angel. Just so if nothing else, let me let me go, let me go talk to Kamala. The VP. Race is always going to be a problem. It's never going to be cured. It's never going to be something where, you know, it's never part of the conversation. But I just hope that we can get to a point where it's not about that. But you can just tell that that's exactly where the conversation was going. Happy for LSU. On the men's side, I'm happy for UConn. The fact that the UConn Huskies, you know, when, when I was thinking of picking them, because I did think of picking them, and, and I think in one bracket I picked them to go to the Final Four, but not beyond that. But to think that they are in a class with only Indiana, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, and UCLA for the most national championships in NCAA history with five. As much as it pains me to think that the Big East went away and UConn was dominant in the Big East for some years, not all the years, you know, Georgetown, Syracuse, St. John's, they were there too. But to think that UConn has five national championships, that, that, that just slipped past my mind. Danny Hurley. Led that team as the coach. To, to be NCAA champions. Now, I, the game got close late. I mean, yeah, for the most part, the game wasn't that close. Well, I was happy that San Diego State got it to within five at one point. But what I was watching for was at the end to see one shining moment. Now, I think it is time to redo the song. Is that Lionel Richie singing it? I think. I don't know who it is, really. Is it Luther Vandross? I don't really watch. 
But I tell you what, I had to chuckle and I was kind of bummed that the very first shot of one shining moment was, uh, I think it might have been a mascot or coaches walking through uh, under under the stadium and the pit sign fell down on off the wall. I was like, yep, that sounds about right. I was looking out to see how many shots clips we would see pit in we saw three one celebratory one pit was getting dunked on and the other one was pit sign falling down but that's all i want to see my alma mater got in there i ain't really watch i didn't the final four was like yeah as much as we like the cinderella stories you know you only want to celebrate cinderella story to end at the sweet 16 right that's about it you don't really want to see him in Elite Eight. Certainly not Final Four. Uh, halfway watching, but not really. I mean, the women's game, the ratings. I saw some tweet that was like it was higher than any NBA game this year. It was higher than the NBA All-Star game, the NFL Pro Bowl, NHL games. It dwarfed professional sports. Now, you want to talk about an NIL deal? Caitlin Clark should get that because I think she was a reason why the ratings were so high. Nobody really wanted LSU to beat Iowa. Everybody was rooting for Iowa. Everybody was looking to see what Caitlin Clark was going to do. Was she going to score another 40, 50, and lead the Hawkeyes to the championship? It didn't happen. But it was, you know, she still got her 30. The only thing when they were like, oh, Caitlin Clark's like Steph Curry... I'm sorry, I just want to remind everybody that they play with a smaller ball, but the same size rim. I mean, I know when I used to play with the smaller ball, I mean, yeah, I was shooting like Steph Curry too. I couldn't miss. I mean, come on, y'all. This isn't really about equality if they are playing with the same ball. And I'm not talking about we getting to everything else about equality. I'm just talking about on the basketball court. Don't say she's like Steph Curry. Don't say that they shoot better than the men. If you can't also say, oh, yeah, I forgot. The ball is smaller that they're shooting with. That makes a big difference. They were shooting with the same ball. Then we could talk. Then we could talk. I'm going to talk now about the NBA. That game, I watched that game last night between the Sixers and the Celtics. Joel Embiid was good. Joel Embiid was really good. I'm okay with giving them the MVP. Not so much because I'm like, oh, he's better than Jokic. I think Jokic, well, obviously he's coming off of an injury. Joel Embiid scored 52 points, more than half of the whole entire team. Next closest player was James Harden with 20. He carried them over the Celtics. And even then, I think the Celtics were still the better team. Because, one, they had a chance to win it, and they were playing without Jalen Brown. I think if they had Jalen Brown, I firmly believe the Boston Celtics would have won, and I believe that would have been them sweeping the series. But I don't mind giving it to Joel Embiid, similar to how those Jordan years, you're like, all right, yeah, we'll give it to, I think, 
uh, Carl Malone or Charles Barkley got it once during the Jordan years. Like, okay, yeah, let's just give it to somebody else. Jokic won it twice. Let's give it to Joel Embiid. That, that's why I feel like, yes, his numbers stack up. But I, he's averaging 33 points a game, 10.2 rebounds, 4.2 assists. I mean, that is good. That's really good. Denver should not have lost to Houston on the same night with Jokic in the lineup. He only had 14 points. If Jokic was averaging a triple-double, I would say he was a lock. He's averaging a little under 10 points per game less than Joel Embiid, 24.8, but almost 12 rebounds and double the assists that Embiid has with 10. Neither one of those teams, if you want to say MVP, would be winning without having Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic on your team. They have identical records right now at 52 and 27. Denver's at the top of the Western Conference. Philly's in third place because Milwaukee and Boston are good. So then you could say, well, well, hold up. Why are we not talking about Joe? Why are we not talking about Giannis? I mean, I know yesterday Doc Rivers was like, I'm sorry. You know, he he said Joel Embiid's my MVP and I'm biased. Well, yeah, you are biased. But I think realistically, I like I said, I'm okay giving it to Joel. But the real MVP this year is Giannis. Best record in the NBA. They wouldn't win without him. Certainly the fact that he had to carry the team. He had to carry the team and still kind of carries the team down the stretch. He doesn't have, he doesn't have Chris Middleton all year. He averaged 31 points per game. Almost 12 rebounds and 5.7 assists. He's the real MVP, and I don't know why we're not talking about him being the MVP. Best record in the NBA. You can't go wrong. I know Joel will be upset, and it'll be too much hype if Joel wins it. I really do believe it's Giannis in the end. And I kind of went into the show trying to make a case for Joel and B. And I was like, hold up, hold up. But we got Giannis too. I mean, the funny thing is Jason Tatum doesn't get any love for MVP. And he's averaging 30 points per game, almost nine rebounds. And 4.6 assists, and his record's better than Joel Embiid as well. So really, Joel Embiid should be fourth, to me, in my mind. Third or fourth. Giannis is the MVP. 
Giannis is the MVP. And that's it. Are you watching baseball? I'm watching, but I'm not really, really watching right now. Which, by the way, UConn's uh, win was the lowest viewed NCAA final on record. I mean, I meant to bring that up, too. That was sad. That's sad. But my fantasy baseball team, I just feel like I don't understand it. I just I just don't understand what's going on. I think my team is good. I feel like I must be missing pitching. Maybe it's starting pitching that I'm missing. That could very well be it. But I may end up going 0-1 to start the season. I don't want to see that happen. I mean, with only a week, I don't know if I have any uh, predictions, per se, or things I've noticed. I mean, obviously, you know, the fact that the Tampa Bay Devil Rays are undefeated is like, whoa, they got off to a hot start. If there is a team that I would say... The Braves are about expected. The Nats at one and five are about expected. The Cardinals, I thought, would be better. But there's nothing that right now, the Pirates at four and two, I don't know. They always seem to start the season off, you know, looking good. And then by midway of the season, they're okay. And sometimes they end up turning back around and ending up 500. Other times they go down. But it's too early to call it. I'll just enjoy watching the games. They're faster. So I do like that about the games. More steals will be great. More hits because you can't have the shift on. I really do like that. But it's too early. I'm enjoying it. I'm also going to enjoy the Masters. I think this is probably the most interesting Masters in a long time for things that have nothing to do with what's going to happen on the course. Scotty Scheffler, of course, is the favorite. Roy McIlroy right behind him. John Rahm behind him. I don't know if I have enough to have a sleeper. Maybe Max Homa. Colin Morikawa. The one I'd like to see. I kind of want to see a live golfer win it. Cameron Smith. He's almost like, what is he? Something like 35 to 1. Could you imagine if a live golfer wins the Masters? Oh, the PGA Tour is going to be so mad. And I know this isn't a PGA Tour event. I know that. But you know they're going to be heated for even them being allowed to play. And I've said all along about how hypocritical it is. It's 100% hypocritical of the PGA Tour to act like the Live Golf 
tour cannot exist. They're just worried that someday, which won't happen, so there's no reason to be worried about it. It's not like live like back in the NBA when they absorbed the ABA or the number of times that all of these new football leagues would start and the NFL was like, okay, yeah, whatever. They don't play as many holes, right? Was it 54? Did I say that right? 1836, 54 holes, right? Guarantee cash. I don't see anything wrong with the guaranteed cash. Give them their money and their flowers. But man, the uproar if Cam Smith were to win it. Woo! Maybe it's a Brooks Kepka. How about that? Could a Will Zalatoris be a deep sleeper? Remember how he turned down Live Golf and $130 million to stay on the PGA Tour? Shoo, he needs to be winning every tournament. He can to try to make up that loss. His, his, I don't know if he's married. His partner is probably like, what the heck did you do that for? That's crazy. Somehow you just get the feeling Scotty Scheffler is going to win. But the thing is, if he wins, that just makes the tournament boring. You don't want the favorite to just run away with it, right? You never want that to happen. It'd be neat for Rory to get the grand slam, if you will, of the tournaments. I think that's the only one he hasn't won. But I'll be watching starting tomorrow. We'll see what happens. We put a little something on Tiger Woods. 90 to 1? No. I mean, maybe if you could do like a, to make the cut. Maybe you could do something like that. I don't know. We'll see. But I am looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to, lastly, I feel like with, um, Donald Trump getting indicated. All right, realistically, I know it's indicted, but he put indicated in his tweet. I didn't see the tweet. I heard about it. Thought it was pretty funny. I'm wondering when the commanders are really going to be sold. Last reports are saying, oh, it's not going to be until like May. So now he's going to be able to draft whoever he wants to draft. Bleacher Reports reporting that the NFL would like Daniel Snyder to choose a winning bid for the commanders by next owners meetings in May. I'm okay with it if it's Magic John if the Magic Johnson group wins. Or Jeff Bezos. Maybe he can throw eight and a half million and be like, just give me the team. And Daniel Snyder would be like, fine, I can't turn down eight and a half billion dollars. Who could turn down eight and a half billion dollars? Go retire, Daniel Snyder. Look, I told you, I feel for Daniel Snyder. He grew up as a Washington football team fan. He got to own his favorite team. If you were in his shoes, you would want to hold on to the team forever too. It's not going to happen. That's true. But I feel sad for him. I do. Like, that's got to hurt. When when your own fans that you were arm in arm with as a kid, watching them win the Super Bowl in 91, they won five Super Bowls total. And like people want you out. 
That's got to hurt. I would never want that. That would make me really sad. So I do feel for him. But I am looking forward to getting some new ownership. I wish new ownership could have been in place before the draft. But say la vie. As long as it happens and all of a sudden Washington is going to move back into the district. Should have kept my house. Probably the property value is going to go skyrocketing. Wow. It's going to be quite interesting to say the least. But I'm going to keep my eye on it. Any day now, any day now, the Washington commanders could have New ownership commanding the the team, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm looking forward to the NBA playoffs. I know we got some time, but I'm be watching. I'm watching every game every night, and I hope you are too. And you'll enjoy the Masters, baseball, whatever else you're watching. That'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm Jamoke Davis. Ciao for now.